Hey everybody, what's up? I am Straight Shooting LJ and welcome to another episode of The Straight Shooting View. Now this is another special episode called The Straight Shooting Top Picks and this time inspired by Gavin the G-Man Henry and 5 Minutes with the G and his top Arsenal 11, I'm going to go with my top Liverpool 11 during the time that I've been supporting the club. Now, I started supporting the club in 1994 beginning of the 94-95 season. So that's where I'm taking this from up till the present. So that's where my picks are coming from before people say, oh, why didn't you pick this person? Why didn't you pick that person? We're going to a condensed 25-26 year period. In goal, there were sentimental picks I could have went for, but I have to go for Alisson. He's a league title winner. He's basically revolutionized the goalkeeping position at the club as well. We have had some pretty good goalkeepers in the past 25, 26 years. But for me, Alisson, head and shoulders above all others. At centre-back, um, there was a lot of soul-searching for me in regards to this particular position. Because there's been, for, for me playing at, at amateur league level, I have looked up to certain centre-backs, um, admired the way, obviously, they play and that kind of thing. But Virgil van Dijk, number one league title winner and basically one of the best centre-backs in the world and alongside him I will go for kind of a personal footballing hero of mine and that's Jamie Carragher. Reason why Carragher wasn't the paciest and at the time he was around he wasn't the best centre-back. You, you, had, you had guys like John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, so I hate to mention those names because of their clubs but they were just, just about a cut above. But for me, the 2005 Champions League final really personifies why Carragher is one of my favorite Liverpool players ever. And I know that's somewhat ironic to say because obviously him being an Evertonian growing up, but in that particular final, when he pulled up in extra time with Cramp, it was one of them where it's like, you'd have had to, you'd have still had to put a bullet in him to get him off. And that kind of attitude, for those who have played alongside me, for those who have played against me, I very much carry the same sort of attitude. So Van Dyke is literally a Rolls Royce in terms of footballers. And with Carragher alongside him, it would have been mustard. There are a lot of fullbacks that I've been fans, that I've been a fan of, but I'm gonna have to go Trent and Robbo. Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. For the pure reason, again, not just because they're Premier League winners, but the success rates that they've had in terms of assists from fullback, what other, what other fullbacks are touching them? If you'll pardon the phrasing, but it's a case. It's a case of you look at what they've done in that in those fullback positions, not just together, but even separately as well. There's nothing short of amazing. Centre midfield. I am actually going to go with Jordan Henderson and Steven Gerrard. The G-man, when he heard I was going to do this idea, asked either or. I'm going for both because both of them for me offer different things. Gerrard one of the best box-to-box -box midfielders that the Premier League has ever seen. One of them. But you got Jordan Henderson, who I think is criminally underrated. 
I mean, he can lead a side and he does it very, very well. And also the fact is, again, he's a Premier League champion as well. And Gerard, I felt so bad for him in 2014 after the slip, where so many people turned on him and blamed him. And it's like, no, he wasn't to blame. He's carried this team, this club on his back at that point for pretty much a decade. And people turned on him like that. It's like, no, he is... He embodied everything good about the club in a time of turmoil as well, even during the Hodgson era. So it's one, it's one of them where it's like Henderson and Gerrard would be my centre midfield pairing. As my wingers, Salah Romano. Can't look much further than them. Because for me, you've got, you got to look at it. The goal scoring rates that Mane and Salah have had over the past three to four seasons now, most strikers would envy those. And it's only been what, I think, Aguero, Vardy, Kane and Aubameyang, who have come anywhere close to Mane and Salah in terms of scoring rates. And the four I named are actually out and out strikers. And Salah and Mane, they are actually wingers. So that actually makes what they've done in terms of goal scoring rates pretty damn amazing. So for me, they'd be my two wingers either side of Hendo, Hendo and Gerard as well. Uh, my, my two favorite strikers, Andre Voronin and Sean Dundee. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm actually kidding on those. But um, Bruno Shea, throw him in too. Um, no, I'm gonna go Fernando Torres, and Robbie Fowler. Fowler during the Evans era, he was such a natural, natural predator as a striker. And then you had Torres, who was the same thing under Benitez. I mean, the Torres Gerard link up was just amazing in that 08 09 season. And it was such a shame that injuries really hampered Torres's career. But when he was on song, I mean, look at the goal he scored against Blackburn at Anfield. It was like, God. I am, that guy's good. And even Robbie Fowler, um, because his goal against Villa at Villa Park in 96. And it was like when, he's, when he skinned Steve Staunton, ironically a former player of us. Um, so it's one of them where it's just like, Tor Torres and Fowler, if they both could have played in their prime together, it would have been amazing. So my top Liverpool 11 in the time that I've been supporting the club, 94 to present, we got Allison in goal, Trent and Robbo at fullbacks, Van Dyke and Carragher at centre back, Hendo and Gerrard in the middle, two great engines there, Salah and Mane in the winger positions, and Torres and Fowler up top. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with my 11 that I've just picked? I've also got some honourable mentions as well. Honourable mentions. Pepe Reina deserves an honorable mention. His distribution was second to none. It's a shame about the catching ability, which that's what kind of separates him and Allison for me, but his distribution was phenomenal. Sammy Hippia. He was our number four before Virgil van Dijk was. And he was one person, Big Sammy was, he was basically an unknown before he came to us, but he was just superb. No pace at all between him and Oncho, but in that in that in that 2000 to 2002 period, 
they were brilliant together. Like, he worked positionally. You can tell that Carragher learned from Hippie. He learned a hell of a lot. So that would, that would be an honorable mention. Also, Daniel Agar is another honorable mention. Him having YNWA on his, on his knuckles, it's like he loved the club. And again, it's such a shame that injuries curtailed his career because he could have been something special. He was essentially our equivalent of a Rio Ferdinand. He was that good in my view. But yeah, Hippier and Aga deserve honorable mentions. Two fullbacks that I want to give honorable mentions to, Fabio Aurelio and Steve Finnan. Steve Finnan, absolute bargain from Fulham. And Fabio Aurelio, again, another one curtailed by injuries. Again, you, you look at what, you look at, you look at what Finnan, what Steve Finnan was, where he came from. And it's like, nobody expected him to be as good as he was. But again, he was mustard, positionally very good. Gave you a bit going forward too. Fabio Aurelio, again, another one who loved the screamer, just like, just like Aga, just like Berger. But Aurelio, it's another case of what could have been. In terms of the midfield, Steve McManaman, Javier Mascherano and Patrick Berger. Them three deserve honorable mentions. Berger was absolutely electrifying on his day. Even when he went to Portsmouth later in his career, he was still banging in some spectacular goals. And he was the king of the screamers. During that period that he was with the club, it was like the guy was mustard. And he's actually quite an interesting follow on Instagram as well. So Patrick Berger, Steve McManaman, I actually quite like him as a co-commentator, but in terms of him leaving the club, the way he left the club, for me, he didn't leave under a dark cloud. He knew that we weren't gonna win the Champions League. We weren't in that stratosphere. And he was a major part of the Evans era. And, that's, and that run where we were the most electrifying team in the league going forward. But he left for greener pastures. He wanted to win the bigger trophies and he did. So absolute fair play to him. Javier Mascherano, again, honorable mention because of the way he left the club, he kind of forced it, but the club was in turmoil because of the Roy Hodgson era. So I can't blame, again, I can't blame him for leaving, but it doesn't make my greatest 11 because for me, he just wasn't there long enough. He wasn't at the club long enough, but he was quality for the three, four years that he was there. Dietmar Harmon and Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia, he drew sangria. Hey, great little number 10. And when you needed a moment of magic, and I'm not just talking about the ghost goal in 05, when you needed a moment of magic, you really could count on him. You really could count on him to produce it. But Dietmar Harmon would give you the total opposite, German efficiency. And we saw that in the 2005 Champions League final. He made the difference. Harmon came on at half time and we all of a sudden got control of the ball and started working it. So it was one of them. So them two guys, they get the honorable mentions for me. Xabi Alonso. I always called Michael Carrick a poor man, Xabi Alonso, and Xabi Alonso deserves the utmost honorable mention. If, I'll put it this way. If Hendo didn't win the Premier League last season with Liverpool, I probably would have put in Alonso instead. Because Gerard Alonso Torres, that spine was pretty solid. It really was. And again, Alonso was another guy who I was heartbroken when he left the club. And it was like, okay, it, it was very difficult to pick between him and Henderson, it really was. But Henderson, I backed from day one. Listen to the old Pitch Talk episodes if you don't believe, but I've actually always backed him. So, right, you get someone we mentioned too. Up top, 
Suarez and Sturridge definitely deserve honorable mentions. Sturridge, when he could stay clear of injuries, he was absolutely mustard. Suarez was unplayable a lot of times, but the only bad thing with him is that is the personal stuff. The thing, there was the whole thing with obviously with Patrice Evra and that kind of thing. I've talked about that on pitch talk shows. I'm not going to go over that again. Um, but it was one of them was it left a bit of a, a bitter taste in the mouth, but also as well the biting thing when he bit um, Giorgio Cellini and the way he left the club, he left under a dark cloud. So that's why he's only an honorable mention. The most personal honorable mention out of all of these is John Barnes. Um, purely because I, I was only lucky enough to see the stuff of him on TV towards the end of his career when him, him and Ian Rush, especially in that um, in the 95, 96-4-3 with Newcastle, the first one, where Barnes and Rush were involved, were involved in it. But John Barnes has broken down, he broke down a lot of racial barriers after Howard Gale did. Um, it was one of them where he broke down so many racial barriers in the 80s and even in the 90s, in the mid to late 90s, before he went to Newcastle, you could still see that there were players studying under the learning tree. And John Barnes, for me, because of those, because of those barriers he broke down, he, for me, that's why he's my final honorable mention. And at the end of the day, I said, it's the most personal as well. But yeah, I have been Straight Shooting LJ, and this has been the Straight Shooting View Top Picks. Do you agree with my honorable mentions? Should some of my honorable mentions actually have made it into the top 11? Let me know. Comment section is below. Remember, we are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and also Podbean too. Also, you can find us on Mixcloud as well. Remember, youtube.com forward slash pitch talk. Check out all of the videos, including the straight shooting view, coaching with JBK, and also five minutes with the G, and much more video content, including special feature stuff as well. Speaking of special features, at pitch talk on Instagram. And we are on IGTV. We've got some stuff up there too. Also, at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Join the footballing revolution. We are working so hard to create. Also, facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend, become a member of the group as well. I have been Straight Shooting LJ. And until next time on the Straight Shooting View Top Picks, I will see you soon. Join the Pitch Talk Revolution on social media, dropping vlogs, blogs, videos, and podcasts on the beautiful game.